This is Tom Darling, your host for Conversations with Classic Boats, the podcast that talks to boats. And we're celebrating a big, big birthday in August. On the PBS show Antiques Roadshow, the hosts consider things 50 years or older to be vintage, technically antique. Proud boat owners of boats over 50 think similarly. But what about the regattas that they compete in? How do we celebrate them and their big birthdays? On August 21, in Nantucket Sound, there will be a new antique sail show, so to speak. It is the celebration of the 50th running of the Nantucket segment of the CYOA series. That is the Classic Yacht Owners Association, Formula One. The race is the 50th Opera House Cup. And the night before the Opera House Cup, classic fanciers will be able to see a boat show seen nowhere else in America, the Classic Yacht Exhibition. The CYE is a Noah's Ark of restored wooden boats from the best-known names in boat design, Stevens, Alden, the Harrishoffs, and more. It's a classic jubilee. Now, all of this started like so many famous races, with a bar bet. In this case, it was at the Opera House, a long-gone watering hole run by Gwen Gaird, a Nantucket hospitality legend. Gwen and Chick Walsh, another restaurateur, set the rules. The idea was a race for wooden boats only, with a handicap to be determined. The website for Nantucket Race Week says that the Opera House Cup Regatta was the first all-wooden, single-hulled, classic boat regatta on the East Coast. Boats are now scored using the CRF rating system. The newer modern-built boats are called Spirit of Tradition. The antiques are grouped in multiple classes. The names of those classes seems to change periodically, like a PHRF rating. The winner of the Opera House Cup, however, comes from this second grouping. Vintage gets to win the cup. In 50 years of running a race, things change, but most things stay the same. The Opera House Cup is part of the CYOA Classic Yacht Series and is the grand finale of Nantucket Race Week. Since 1972, through hurricane and pandemic, the basic hallmarks of the OHC go on. They are the course, the current, the finishing leg, the pre-race Sunday morning of the event, and of course, the post-race, the OHC awards party. Let's examine them in detail, shall we? First, the course. There is a series of traditional 20-mile-plus triangles in Nantucket Sound, scored under handicap, endured until 2020, when for several pandemic-related reasons, the pursuit format was established. Pursuit means big fish chases little fish. Big boats chase little boats. First boat to the finish wins. Second, the current. Nantucket Sound is a shallow basin. Averages probably 10 feet out of the deep ferry channel of constantly moving water with 
paradoxical tides. The ebb and the flood seem mixed up to the visiting sailor. Just remember, ebb west, flood east. But whatever current shows up on the buoys, the opera house always seems to come down to the last exciting leg. That is three, the finishing leg. And what a leg it is, when champagne southerly windward work results from the customary late afternoon Nantucket sea breeze. With a typical course, that final leg starts from the inflatable mark placed off Great Point Light. A relic with its Revolutionary War vintage white brick tower, reconstructed, pointed towards the twin breakwaters into Nantucket Harbor. It is dead upwind in a smoky sou'wester. The race is more often won or lost in those last miles. Now, obviously, in a pursuit format, the drama is higher. First over wins. Back in the first pursuit start that was used in the 2020 Opera House Cup, in the midst of a mighty storm, the course set up in a 25-knot nor'easter, resulting in a drag reach from the Tuckernuck buoy in mid-sound to the finish. The leader, a 26-foot Alarian, held its breath as two of the biggest boats, a Spirit of Tradition boat, a Boitin 55, a wooden TP-52 lookalike, outlier, owned by Harvey Jones, and Wendy Schmidt's 52-foot S&S Santana, sister ship to Durade, came and ground down the little boat's lead. Imagine the sound of a hundred feet of collective waterline creeping up behind you. But Mark Pagan, skipper of the virtually unpronounceable Alarion A-24, Shazerazad, held on for the win. Four and five. Now these last two elements of the OHC have nothing to do with the racing, but everything to do with the race, the before and the after. First, the pre-race, involving something old, the Rainbow Parade, a signature event at pre-race Sunday morning, and something new in 2022, introducing a new feature, the Parade of Wooden Boats. The Rainbow Fleet Parade may be the most photographed event on the water in a Nantucket summer. Almost 50 years before the first Opera House, the little catboats of the Nantucket Yacht Club started the tradition of raising sail and parading around Brand Point, the compact white lighthouse at the juncture of Nantucket Harbor and the channel which runs north to Nantucket Sound. Because of their colored sails, the cats were dubbed rainbows. In 1921, Nantucket Yacht Club Vice Commodore Clarence Gannett had commissioned a design for a 60-foot catboat from W.D. Allen in Port Jefferson, Long Island. Allen had been a descendant of both New Bedford and Nantucket whaling captains. The first seven boats were delivered for the 1922 summer racing season. This came from the Nantucket Historical Society, the 2018 Catboat Study. Now, they're a scholarship. Then, in the late 1920s, a local artist named Gardner began painting and selling colored postcards of the catboats 
he too dubbed the cats rainbows. On land, they would have been beetle cats or Crosby cats or some other local class. But on Nantucket, the name rainbows has stuck. In the 1970s, someone got the bright idea to take out these rainbows the morning of the opera house, watch the fleet motor out, and call it a parade. The rainbow parade engages all those on Nantucket with a leaky catboat to get it in the water for one day and keep it afloat for two hours. The rainbows appear shortly after 9 a.m. from every corner of Nantucket Harbor, then dodge the race boats who are headed out the channel to start the parade of wooden boats. Beginning this summer, the Opera House Committee decided to start its own parade, the Parade of Wooden Boats. This is an impressive effort to collect and showcase the five dozen or so classic boats out on the water. Up to 65 entries are expected to parade in 2022 to be announced by a crier upon passing the Brand Point light. Think of a golfer being announced on the first tee at Augusta. Now appearing, Dorade. Viewers will have a program identifying entries by photo and description. And the classics will still be dodging rainbows on their way to the course, and vice versa. So this leaves our final event. One of the biggest reasons the Opera House attracts sailors away offshore. The awards party. Held on a public beach facing the sound, the party allows people to dig their toes into the Nantucket sand, sample the local raw bar, and in the past, drink, view race photos, and wait for the results. Now, 2022 is going to have a whole new feel because pursuit winners are known by party time. But no matter. The hardware is the hardware, and it is a formidable array. The most compelling incentive to win overall is the award of a hand-carved quarterboard with the boat's name, Gilded. The offices of Nantucket Community Sailing, housed below a former 19th century boys' school in the mid-area of Nantucket town, are filled with the boards of these winners. Now let's take a break. We have a new partner this month, and it's a business service we all need, Pitch Raider. PitchRader is a service that comes to me from my old friend, Dan Cooney, who we call the master and commander of communication when it comes to boating. Do you have a business pitch that you're trying to get over the top to optimize? Dan has a proprietary system to do just that. I would call it an expert system. It uses algorithms and a focus group to improve your message. It's presentation counseling at an expert level. You give him your message, you get back the new and improved 2.0. Go beyond spelling and grammar. Get to a better result. That's Pitchmaster. Reach Dan at his website, dancooneycompany.com, or stop in and see him in Marion, Mass. Lovely spot. Thanks, Dan, for participating along with Conversations with Classic Boats. Now, my own Nantucket sailing career and the Opera House Cup have gone hand-in-hand. 
I've had a quartet or so of cup rides over the last 20 years. Prior to 2000, I was out on Piera, an Abiking and Rasmussen built cutter, driven by a summer sailor who owned a pretzel company. When my daughter got old enough to ride in the rumble seat of Northern Light, which she quite liked, the beautiful pre-World War II dark blue 12-meter drawn by Stevens, built by Nevins on City Island. There I was, part-time on the winches and part-time on lights, exhausting direct-drive steering wheel that eats up helmsmen in a breeze on a reach. I started poking my head into more competition in 2006 in the Nantucket Alarian class. My skipper, Brian Simmons, had a new boat to the design, A26, named for Strax. He was a skier. Boat racing was relatively new to him. He, he had sailed all his life. Sunday morning of race time, we went to the mooring, and it was stormy. Lightning over our heads. But we went for it. As the wind built steadily to 20, 25, 30, we started, the two of us, and stuck close downwind to a team skippered by Gary Hoyt, soon to be a member of the Hall of Sailing Hall of Fame. Then, with a solid 900 pounds of hiking weight, Hoyt's Osprey blew by us and headed upwind for the overall win. We were second and happy to be back in one piece. I still have the computer mouse pad with a local photographer's picture showing a 26-foot Harrisoft knockabout, leaping out of the water upwind on a huge wave, that last leg. In 2015, Team Dolphin, our Alarian team, supplemented with another six friends, chartered the winningest boat in Northeast sailing history, the Newport 29 Dolphin. Between 2015 and 2018, we had a melange of conditions for our three trips at the, tri at the Cup. One light day, one medium day, one day blowing us off the deck. But we got to the podium once, contended always, and we reveled in sailing a hundred-year-plus boat. Sea Dolphin, the winningest boat on the continent, in the gallery in the episode. And what will we be sailing in 2022? I'm betting it will be Brian uh, on first tracks. We're hoping to get a new mast for the race. The Classic Yacht Exhibition, the Noah's Ark of the Classics, one of the most popular pre-race activities in Opera House Cup weekend, has come Saturday night before the race, and it deserves a spotlight of its own. The Classic Yacht Exhibition collects on Nantucket Strait Wharf, the largest collection of classic boats that people can visit on the evening just prior to the race. This year, There'll be a trio of queens of the fleet. Philip Rhodes' Weatherly, along with Wild Horses, the Joel White-designed W76, and the war horse done by L.F. Harrisoff in 1932, Ticonderoga. It will be quite a trio. A special brochure will highlight the designers' biographies and tell the boat stories. It is the official guide to collecting the classics of the Opera House Cup. These designer bios 
include this year's lineups of 13 boat designing immortals. Even the most ardent classic boat aficionado may be stumped by the details of a few of them. My good friend Peter Taylor and I were sitting around one day, drifting in Long Island Sound, waiting for wind, and we took turns describing our own thoughts about the designer lineup for the classic yacht exhibition on Zoom on the water. I'll go first, Peter. Taking me back to my early 2021 sessions on the 6-meter, the point of departure for our first name, the household name in American design, Owen Stevens. So, Peter, I'll go first. And this takes me back to my early 2021 sessions on the 6-meter. Uh, the point of departure for our first name, Owen Stevens, obviously the most successful and influential yacht designer of the 20th century. From the first six meters that he drew at age 20 through his ocean racers, beginning with Durade, remarkably the winner of the 1931 transatlantic race, followed by the 1932 Bermuda and Fasnet races. But I think for most of us, it's the remarkable string of America's Cup winners with revolutionary boats like Intrepid and Courageous. That's what we think of when we consider his legacy. I'll never forget seeing the bumper sticker, knock on wood. Most of us would not, Intrepid. Or Ted Turner and Gary Jobson with the white 12 with the Aquadec. Opera House Cup sailors, may remember Owen taking the helm of Valiant in the last day on the last race of the Opera House Cup. It was magic. Owen's 1932 Schooner Brilliant will be on display in the classic yacht exhibition. And I learned about Owen's mysterious understudy, Augie Nelson, Augie Nielsen, following in the wake of Owen Stevens for whom he ran the SNS Boston office. Nielsen really elevated the serious cruising boat to a new level. In his book, Worthy of the Sea, the biography of Nielsen and his boats, his traditional lines speak of elegance and simplicity. Opera House Cup Chairman Phil Smith sails his Annie, which is a 34-foot Nielsen design. Peter, you take on the next three gods. Thanks, Tom. Um, I'll start with N.G. Harrisoff, the Wizard of Bristol. He, was joined, he who joined his blind brother, John, in the family business following his graduation from MIT in 1870. Innovating in both sail and power, he was responsible for more than 1,400 designs in a career that lasted into the mid-1920s. Everyone knows the five America Cup, America's Cup defenders, epitomized by the 1903 Reliance, all 204 feet of her. Few know that NGH designed the first American catamaran, Amaryllis. Nantucket sailors know him best for the local adaptation of his knockabout, Alarian Three. Then, all in the family, L.F. Harrisoff, the eclectic son of Captain Nat, 
expressed in design and in his writings a unique perspective on what is traditional and what is modern in boat design. He created smaller classic coastal cruisers like Aida and Razanante, the model for the H-28. Like his father, he designed and built for the America's Cup Whirlwind with an unusual double-ended design contended in 1930. Ticonderoga from 1932 may be his signature design and is certainly well known to Nantucket sailors. Also in the Harrisoft universe, Starling Burgess, a polymath designer in yachts and aviation, born 1878, eight years after N.G. Harrisoff was starting his 50-year engagement with the Harrisoff Manufacturing Company. In 1900, he withdrew from Harvard to start his own design firm. His favorite design, the staysail schooner Nina, set numerous records. After designing for the America's Cup defense, the winning J-Boat Enterprise in 1930, he followed with Rainbow and in collaboration with Olin Stevens, Ranger in 1937. Thanks, Peter. I'll take the baton back for a prolific Boston designer and an American designer who spanned two centuries. John Alden is the designer that transformed the fishing schooner into an American legend with his uh, string of Malabars, habitual winners of the early Bermuda races. He did over a thousand designs from rowing dinghies to mammoth scooters. The town class is still an active class at the end of July's Marblehead Race Week. Nantucket Indian class sailors have Alden to thank for the original Lapstrake version of their design. Philip Rhodes, 14 years older than Owen Stevens. Rhodes created the widest variety of American designs from not seven foot dinghies to 123 foot motor yachts. He was an early adopter of fiberglass. Oh gosh, for his designs. Don't hold it against him. Small boats were important to him. Witness his creation of the Penguin and the Rhodes 19, a very familiar boat for Nantucket sailors. He pioneered frostbiting with a dire 10-footer or the dink as we call it in 1932 and followed with the dire dow, a design with thousands of float since 1949. Weatherly, US 17, his pale blue 12 meter was best known for her defense of the cup in 1962. Few know, however, that Bill Luters modified the original 1958 design with a shortened stern and a squared off rudder. Some of the 20th century designer names less well-known, you will also see in the CYE show. Like Nicholas Potter, his eight meter Amarita will be present. Alfred Myline, one of the kings of Scottish yacht design along with the Fife brothers. Clinton Crane, a gentleman's designer of the early 20th century. His 12 meter gleam is known to all classic sailors. Now, Peter, tell us about our more contemporary classic naval architects. Of course, Tom, several more modern classic designers will have their work on display. Joel White, when he died in 1997, few designers had been so associated with the movement to combine traditional design with modern sailing technology than White. His best known small boats were the Nutshell Pram and the Haven 12 and a half. 
familiar to some of the local Nantucket 12 and a half sailors. The son of E.B. White, the famous New Yorker writer and author of books like Charlotte's Web, he is best known for his W-class designs. The 45, Equus, Mustang to Nantucket sailors, and the 75, Wild Horses from Newport. His book, Wood, Water, and Light, Classic Wooden Boat, is a staple for classics owners. And then there's Nat Benjamin, a multi-talented sailor and yacht designer who owns and operates Gannon and Benjamin Marine Railway, an iconic haven for wooden boats in Martha's Vineyard. Nat and his partner, Russ Gannon, found the boatyard in 1980, and they have built with traditional plank-on-frame construction more than 70 substantial vessels of Nat's design and restored boats of all sorts and sizes. They range from canoes and yacht tenders to the restoration of the 63-foot Alden schooner When and If and the 72-foot yawl Zara. Opera House Cup participants will know their schooner Juno as a regular participant in Nantucket schooner class. Gee, Peter, I wish you could get up to Nantucket, hopefully next year. The Classic Yacht Exhibition returns this year on Saturday, August 20, to Straight Wharf on Nantucket. All proceeds to benefit Nantucket Community Sailing. Competitors, visitors, and the entire town come. It all happens this third weekend in August. And for the Opera House Cup, if you're not sailing, one of the best views is from the slow ferries of the Steamship Authority. Come and see the classics. And so, thanks again to our partners at the Dan Cooney Company. Google Dan and check out his Pitch Raider service. And make that big sale with Dan. And a shout-out at midseason to Mad Martha at Team One Newport. It's been a big year with the Newport to Bermuda and a full summer of 2022 local Newport events. Go to the site at teamonenewport.com and listen and see Conversations with Classic Boats on the Team One Newport email blasts. Our publishing partner, Windcheck Media, has the Opera House Cup 50th anniversary story in their August issue and on the website, windcheck.com. We'll be blanketing Nantucket with the August print version. Pick up your own copy or at all the familiar spots from New York City to the Cape. And as always, thanks for listening. You sailors in Chicago and Marblehead's Helly Hansen regattas run by Sailing World, you should have seen a Conversations with Classic Boats postcard in your skipper bags. Join the conversations, subscribe, and get notified for every new episode. And you current listeners, as always, sign on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a rating, five stars, please. That helps us get the Conversations with Classic stories out to new listeners. Now, we'll be out the next couple of months with two quite different stories. The first is a follow-on to our Mystic Seaport Storyboats piece. This covers the stories of three solo sailors. And following that, 
we'll have our first foreign episode about the oldest continuously sailed one design, a story from the Clyde, Glasgow, Scotland, and a whole fall of new episodes from Conversations with Classic Boats, the podcast that talks to boats. In this long, hot summer, get out on the water, take care of yourself and someone else if you can. This episode was written by Tom Darling, with participation from Peter Taylor. Jason Mraz is our co-producer. Sound and visuals from Griffin Bengroff. Fair sailing, Tom Darling. And we'll roll the old chariot along. We'll roll the old chariot along. We'll roll the old chariot along. And we'll all hang on behind. And a drop of Nelson's blood wouldn't do us any harm. A drop of Nelson's blood.